Welcome to another edition of What's in the Cup, a beautiful fall afternoon, morning here in Americus, Georgia, as we get ready for the Thanksgiving week uh, for students. That's a, it's a nice long week off for, uh, for some of us. It's a long week off for some of us. It's a couple of days off and uh, we, we do keep the campus open Monday, Tuesday, and most of Wednesday. If you are get here early, you can probably find somebody on Wednesday, but uh, obviously people start to head out for uh, the holiday weekend uh, and celebrating Thanksgiving. So this will be a, a fun week coming up for everybody, and I hope everybody has a great holiday. But to get us uh, started and thinking about what happens when we come back from Thanksgiving, we have a special guest with us here today, Courtney Harmon, the assistant director of the first year experience program. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about what everybody loves, right? When you come back from the holiday and it's finals. Finals. Man, it doesn't get any better than that, no, does it? It does not. We're excited for it. <laughs> well, what we want to talk about and what we're going to talk about is how, how to prepare. How should students be uh, using this week uh, ahead where they technically don't go to class um, and how they can be thinking ahead and, and doing some things that prepare them. And then of course, when they get back to campus, how do they take advantage of the week or so they have before class, before finals begin? Where, where could they be going? Who could they be talking to? So we'll have a chance to talk about all of that. But as uh, is normally the case, and really this kind of falls into student success, uh, but we're gonna start with some discussion of enrollment. Um, We've talked over the last couple of podcasts about enrollment here at, at uh, GSW, but they uh, came out with the National Clearing Student Clearinghouse came out with some of their enrollment trends uh, over the last really two years, looking at COVID uh, impact on universities and the undergrad enrollment picture for uh, higher education in general overall is down um almost eight percent seven point eight percent which is uh really uh the first time in a long time we've seen that kind of a decline in higher education public four-year institutions are uh down four percent and public institutions that are in our uh, sector similar type uh, like type institutions are down uh eight 0.1%. This is, uh, again, across the whole country. And, uh, and yet here at GSW, we actually saw 6.5% growth over those same two years. So uh, when you think about our sector being down uh, 8% and here at the university, we're up over 6%. That's a pretty significant uh, deviation from uh, the national trends, which we're very happy about, uh, but trying to figure out what caused that and how that uh, factors into our future is really hard to figure out. And I know you've spent some time uh, trying to recruit mm -hmm. freshmen and, and new students. And so I'm sure you're trying to, uh, you're thinking back, thinking, how, you know, how does this, how do we do this, right? Right. 
How do you replicate it? <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, right? <laughs> if we could outdo the normal by 14% every time, that would be really good. The uh, uh, graduate enrollment overall across all sectors is up about 5%. And at public universities, graduate enrollment is up uh, nearly 8%, 7.7%. And we've certainly seen that trend here at G GSW. So we are uh, falling in line with the graduate enrollment. And uh, one of the things that we uh, obviously we track is incoming freshmen. Um, freshmen over the last two years at, at schools uh, across the country are down 15%. Uh, that's, a, that's a scary trend for higher education in general because you, uh, the, my, you know, I think one of the questions we always hear is if they don't come as freshmen, will they ever come? And uh, we need to be concerned about a generation of students who opt out of higher education. And we know that only 35 or 40% of all high school graduates even attend higher education. And you take 15% out of that and uh, there, there should be some concern. Uh, but here at GSW, again, uh, our freshmen in the fall of 19, we had 381. And in the fall of 21, two years later, we had 378. So we had a three student dip in our freshmen. Uh, now the year in between, we had 469. So uh, again, COVID, uh, smaller campus, staying close to home. I mean, you know, there's all a variety of things we're trying to figure out what caused this kind of fluctuation. But as, as you look over a two year time frame, we performed significantly better than the national trend. And uh, that hopefully uh, sets us up for uh, continued growth as we go forward. And as we come out of uh, the COVID environment, we've got recruiters back on the road. We've got folks back in schools. We are uh, trying to make sure that the, the word gets out. And we hope that uh, that growth that we were seeing continues. Uh, but it's just a time as we sit down and talk about budgets and, and faculty slots and, you know, how many classes, it makes it very difficult to really be sure what's happening. But that's life, right? Never, never easy. Um, now you were, I think, if I get, if I remember right, you're working specifically with our dual enrolled students That's now. Correct. Yep. And we're seeing, uh, what do we see in dual enrolled students this fall? So this fall we were consistent. Um, we saw a, a transition with new policies and procedures from the state level. And that's, it's been a few years that those have been implemented, but it's always, you know, um, growing pains, especially for our dual enrollment sector. But overall, for the spring, we're we're making making um, movements and making um, strides to get that enrollment looking good for the spring. So. Yeah. Now they, they at one point we did away with the ACT SAT requirement, and those are correct. coming back, right? That's correct. So for the spring, all the test scores will be required again. 
And so we're hopeful that it'll be a smooth transition again. Um, it's a policy that's been in place before. Yeah. The requirements haven't changed. It's just getting back accustomed to having to submit those test scores and having to complete those entrance exams. That Have students been able to take the tests? That's, I guess that's one of the concerns is that not enough test sites, not enough opportunities. And there's been plenty of opportunities for the students to complete the entrance exams yeah. and specifically for dual enrollment students. We're offering the AccuPlacer here on campus. And so we're hopeful that will be a good opportunity for them to check off that checklist item for their application. So if they don't have the, their ACT score or SAT score, mm -hmm. they could do the AccuPlacer with us? That's correct. And, and, so they have an additional opportunity, opportunity to get in the door with us. That's good. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know that that dual enrolled uh, enrollment is good for the students. And I know they're kind of narrowing the window, uh, how, many, how many hours they can take, mm -hmm. what grades they have to be in. Uh, but we certainly encourage students that uh, are in the high school to uh, to look at this as a great opportunity. It is. And even with the cap on the amount of hours that they can take as a dual enrollment student, you can still register strategically to get those 30 hours to get you way on your way to completing a degree. And so working with the local high schools allow for me to help all of our local dual enrollment students get on their way with hopefully continuing with us as a regular beginning freshman. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, they, and, and like I said, if they're, if they're strategic, mm -hmm. they can really get some really good things, uh, get that English, get the math. Uh, but in some cases they can start working on uh, uh, the nursing okay. degree mm -hmm. and some of these, uh, you know, some of these things that they're really interested in right. and make sure that's what they really want to do mm -hmm. and uh, not waste that time in college. We, we hear stories. I'm sure you hear stories more than I do students who come to college and say, I'm going to be this. And one class later, they say, well, I'm going to try to be something else. And uh, that, that's always a difficult transition, right. uh, both emotionally and sometimes financially and mm -hmm. uh, sets them back sometimes a year on their graduation. I always get a kick out of the. There's two that, I, that are most popular, right? Uh, the, the teachers that go for their first uh, uh, what are they when they go into the classroom uh, first experience field, mm -hmm. experience, field experience and they're like yeah that's not what I wanted and then of course uh, nursing you're right yeah. yeah the first sight of blood for me would have done me in <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not good with blood but I'm not good with throw up I'm not good uh -uh. with you know anything else that comes out of the body I'm not very good with so I you know I they're awesome yeah. those those students are terrific and we get and we did the white white coat ceremony right uh last week uh no it was this week uh, either i don't know monday or tuesday what day is it yeah it's thursday <laughs> uh, it's tuesday and uh oh, it's fun right they uh they, students get their white coat after their first semester of their uh, in the nursing program so it's technically probably their third year here at the university they get in uh, after their two first two years and then after their first, at the end of their first semester in the program, they get their white coat. Uh, and uh, the, I mean, they still have work to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but the families, the, the, the number of families and uh, the brothers, sisters, moms, dads that came uh, to see the, the white coat was really special. And uh, they were so proud of their students. And the students, you know, I think really got a kick out of putting their white coat on and feeling 
uh, very professional and uh, I think they're going to enjoy wearing those to the, the hospital as they uh, do their work and fit in with the rest of the folks wearing their white coats around the hospital. But that was a fun, uh, fun ceremony. Nice to see all the families uh, taking pictures and being proud of their students. Uh, speaking of some health issues, uh, we are continuing to offer the COVID booster shots here on campus. We're, we're doing Moderna. Uh, the Student Health Center is making those available. I think they're doing them today. Uh, but also, if you are interested in getting the booster shot, uh, you can uh, get in touch with Student Health Center and uh, schedule a time to do that. Uh, I, I, I got Pfizer, so I've heard that you can mix and match, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like Diet Pepsi, so <laughs> I, I think I'll just stick with Pfizer. But maybe I shouldn't give advice on vaccines. That's not my strength. Uh, I will mention that flu is, is picking up. We are seeing... Uh, I think we're up to about five flu cases here on campus. And I've been reading some other, uh, some other college campuses around uh, the country are, are really starting to see spikes in the flu, which uh, last year we had very, very small uh, flu season. And obviously that probably had to do with the mask wearing and the isolation and a lot of uh, six feet of space. And so uh, people, I hope, uh, students will continue to recognize that that staying healthy and and not getting the flu is good also uh, you don't want covid but you don't want flu either so uh, just be aware that that's starting to pick up it's that time of the year and i i think they were giving flu shots the other day i went over to the cafeteria and they were giving flu shots right there as you came out of the cafeteria uh, so if you're interested in a flu shot i think we're i think we're able to do that as well at the student health center so I want to encourage folks uh, to do that and stay safe, uh, particularly as we go into the Thanksgiving holiday. You're going to be around family and friends and traveling to different parts of the state, maybe even some different states. And uh, you just never know where your families might have been and you don't want to get sick. At least I don't ever know where my family might have been, uh, but I trust them all. Mm-hmm. The uh, Staff Senate is selling t-shirts for a fundraiser for a book scholarship. If you're interested in the t-shirt and, and would like to have one, they're really nice. Uh, we have short sleeves, long sleeved, uh, I'm sure different sizes. So you can order that before December the 1st. Uh, get in touch with our Staff Senate folks and uh, they will help you out. Food truck opened earlier this week if you didn't have a chance to go by and get a taco out of the food truck very exciting to have the new uh, food service operation up and running and uh, Serge was out there we had his birthday party lots of cupcakes and uh, good food so that was that was really nice all right okay Courtney let's talk about we got we got a week away from classes this week so what should students be doing Besides eating turkey and <laughs> watching football and, you know, the traditional uh, Thanksgiving types of things, what are, what are some things that they could be doing now to kind of prepare for the last couple of weeks when they get back to class? Prepare early. Do not procrastinate. Um, you have several days off this week, so take some time 
take a break, take a breather, get outside. But also remember when you come back, we will jump right back into finals. And so um, just try not to procrastinate. Um, Always schedule your um, tutoring and schedule your study sessions early. So that way when you come back to campus, you have a schedule and you will not be overwhelmed because you'll have a checklist. Um, I love checklists. I love I love checking things off as I do them because I feel accomplished and I feel like I'm actually achieving a goal that I'm setting for myself. And so this would be a good time to prepare those items that you know you'll need to complete when you come back. So you'll be off on, the, on a good foot preparing for finals. Um, and first year experience will be having tutoring sessions all the way up until finals begin. And so that will be a good option to schedule some tutoring sessions um, in your preparation for. And they can do that by getting online or they need to call the office. So the tutoring schedule is available online. So you can see the subject area that you're wanting to focus on, the times that they're available. But you can always um, send FYE an email or drop by Kane Central. We um, we're always there. Um, in, in order to answer any type of questions. But yeah. um, we'll have tutoring up until um, finals begin. So, of course, until um, December 8th, we're looking into scheduling some evening tutoring sessions so that way um, students will have some more flexibility to come to tutoring yeah. when they're already studying, um, hopefully taking some breaks in between class sessions too. And so that that would be a good opportunity. What's the to most go home. popular tutoring subject? The high demand math, English, biology. Of biology. course, um, we highly encourage students coming if you have any type of questions, because um, tutoring's a proactive, a proactive approach. Yeah, um, that's that's what we want to make sure that we're all aware of. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be reactive. So. Yeah, and and you know this. Uh, I was uh, obviously I, I was not nobody should do it the way I did it <laughs> but um, as I've gotten older you know I've learned that these these windows of time where you've got three or four or five days it's a good time to you know go through your notes mm-hmm. uh, you know take you know if you take an hour mm-hmm. a day uh, that's you know that'll end up being five hours that you can use to uh, go through, read a chapter again, reread, take some more notes, or or just consolidate your notes. Figure out what's was what was really important, what was not. This is the time to really, instead of continuing to you know, oh my gosh, you know, information overload, more and more is coming. This is your this is your chance to kind of sift through some of it and kind of say, okay, maybe maybe that wasn't the most important part, uh, but using these days as a as a way to start to get prepared is really important. And then having, like I said, having a schedule when you come back, knowing you're gonna do tutoring on such, you know, on these days at this time uh, would really be good. And and, uh, I I assume you guys can help with uh, not only uh, preparing for the test through tutoring, but uh, just general um, test anxiety kind of issues, right? Yep. So um, we highly encourage students to come by. We can help schedule a study plan. So sit down, figure out your extracurricular activities that you generally have to do. If you have a work schedule, we can look over your syllabus to help you plan, help you minimize any extra anxiety that may come up. But 
for test anxiety. I have several different <laughs> suggestions for that. <laughs> um, of course, always prepare, ask questions, um, keep up your exercise routine. When you come back to campus, make sure, I know the holiday break is a nice breather, but coming back, just keep up your normal routine so you, you keep trucking along for the end of the semester. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. You know, spending some time with, with friends that are going through the same thing, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, getting, you know, don't feel like you're the only one yeah. dealing with this. Uh, obviously, uh, everybody's kind of going through it. Um, the best way to get rid of test anxiety is to feel good about the material. Uh, I, I know from experience that the times I did study, it was certainly made me, <laughs> I did better <laughs> and I uh, felt better. Uh, it's amazing how that, how that works in conjunction with one another. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a s- stressful time, but it's manageable right. and we have resources mm-hmm. here to really help make that happen. And ask for help. We're here. Um, the faculty members are here. Your classmates are here as well. Um, so that way we can answer questions that you may have. Um, we can review information that you may want to sp- just talk it out. And so that way um, you're asking for what you need. Well, there's, you know, there's so much uh, that that is here and we just want to continue to encourage students to take advantage of it. The, the, the one the one outcome that is just unacceptable is to not come back, to not, to not be successful. We, you know, you can, I don't, I shouldn't say it like this, but you know, you can fail a class and you can still be successful Mm -hmm. in college. You can, you know, you're not going to be great at everything, but this is a process of growing, not just academically, but preparing yourself to know how to get through these kinds of things, to, to prepare yourself for business meetings, for presentations, for, you know, you're going to have these kind of situations in your life beyond college. And, and this is a great test of your skills and you're not going to be perfect at it the first time, just like any other skill, it takes development. And so learning what works for you, learning how you handle stress, learning the, the coping skills to get through it is all a part of what we're trying to do here. And so uh, we want students to know that, you know, a failed class doesn't mean you're a failed student. It's simply, uh, you got to go back and try that some more, but look at all the other things you accomplished along the way. And uh, if we can get students to see that uh, as the, the, the goal and the outcome, they will hopefully uh, start to see this as an opportunity for them to keep getting better. And, uh, and we, can, we can work on subject matter. Uh, we just don't want anybody to, to think that they're not capable because we know they are. And if they work with, with you and with your team, uh, they can find their, their, their way and uh, be successful. A couple of things that I uh, want to mention. Uh, good news, uh, our nursing program this week it received the uh, a formal accreditation from uh, their accrediting body for their master's program so very proud of our nursing program for uh, for 
achieving uh, extended accreditation. Uh, best value schools. Uh, this is, you know, every once in a while we get recognized and, and best value schools, I think is a website. Uh, they featured the accounting program. It's one of the top uh, programs in the country uh, based on uh, quality and cost. So we're very uh, appreciative of that recognition and we know that's the case. And uh, it's nice when other people recognize that as well. And uh, the flag football champions were crowned, uh, I think last week, uh, the Zetas and the Kappa Sigs were the big winners this year. So congratulations to them. If you are looking for something to do before you get out of town for Thanksgiving, our concert choir, chamber singers, Southwest Civic Chorus will all be singing tonight at the Holiday Open House downtown, Julie Meganson will be directing and uh, the toy drive is still going on and will be going on through uh, the end of November. So if you're at home uh, for the holiday and uh, feel like doing something good for somebody else, uh, go to the store, buy a toy, bring it back. And uh, the CASA uh, students and, and kids over there will be thrilled to get a present. And of course, when you get back, there will be some activities. So uh, a way to hopefully relieve some of the stress. We have the Hurricane Holiday Fest on November the 30th uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., which we're uh, always excited about. Turn the lights on and uh, have some hot chocolate and cookies probably. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a nice night. They'll probably sing some songs, uh, songs that we all know. And uh, Waffles with the Weavers, December the 7th. Uh, one of my favorite evenings, I get to cook some waffles. Uh, I don't really cook very many waffles, but it's so fun to be there and to see uh, all the students and to hear all the so sob stories about how difficult uh, it is getting ready for finals. <laughs> uh, but we give them a nice meal and hopefully a little bit of fun to break up all of that. Um, all right. So you come back, you do your finals preparation, but we want you to enroll again, right? right. That's already started. Mm -hmm. So students, how many, how many you think have, have done that already? So we're looking at roughly 82%. So it's a, it's a good number right now, but we still have some area to grow and we want to make sure that we're available, FYE is available to answer any type of questions about the registration process. Yeah. So, so students that haven't registered yet, they call first year experience? Does it matter if they're first year or second year? Or? So we're, we're here to answer any type of questions that we can. Um, first and second semester students can drop by Kane Central, but their academic advisor is always a great resource. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they're knowledgeable of their specific degree plan and the pre-requirements that may have been set for a particular class, but FYE will serve as the liaison to get, get the student connected to their academic advisor and then help with the registration process. But we have several weeks to complete that when we get leading up to Christmas and then, um, or the holiday season, and then when we come back. And so we still have some time in order to work through that process. Yeah. 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 And they can sign up for spring and summer. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, right. Well, right now we're really focusing on spring, spring though. Yeah. So spring will, um, 
jumpstart the 10th of January. So we'll be back on campus a couple of days before classes will begin, um, but we'll still have some time to figure out the class schedule. Yeah, January 10th is a little early. It's about a week earlier than it is. what uh-huh. we've done sometimes in the past. So, um, yeah, we'll have to make sure everybody's ready for that. We'll be here with <laughs> with our running shoes on, ready to answer any questions as soon as we hop back in after the holiday break. So. Well, 80, which 82%, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we would like uh, 100%. We want everybody to uh, get enrolled and, and come back and, and keep after it because that's <clears throat> that's what makes successful students are the ones that don't give up, that uh, don't give in, and uh, just, just keep after it. We know that uh, these students can do it. All right. Uh, I, don't, I, I hesitate to call out any other institutions um, on the podcast, but there's, if you, if you're not paying attention to what's going on at the university of South Carolina, I would encourage you to just, I don't know, Google it or, uh, the, the, uh, the number of high profile missteps that one institution, a big institution can make is remarkable. And, uh, just another one came out uh, this week. Uh, they're they're searching for a new president, and during the search committee process, they apparently had invited uh, one of their big donors to be a part of the process. A, a lady who had given over forty million dollars to the institution, uh, who had who owns a pharmaceutical company and had donated robots for uh, during COVID to help with the testing protocols and really is obviously clearly a very, very important and supportive person. And, and the chair of their board during the presidential search committee pointed at her and said, you don't get a vote. You are just here as a courtesy. And of course, she didn't find that to be very nice. And so she resigned and promised never to give uh, any more money to South Carolina. This is the second donor in less than a year. The, the, the other donor uh, named the College of Business and has now pledged to never give another dollar to the University of South Carolina. Um, and, and that's on top of a president who called them the University of California. And I mean, a variety of other things. Uh, it's just... It's remarkable. And uh, I bring it up to remind us all that how we treat people, what we say to people, how we respect uh, everybody's contributions to the institution is really, really important. And, uh, and everybody's contribution, no matter what it is, helps us get better. And uh, we should be more respectful of, of what people do for us and how they help us and I just can't I cannot fathom what was going through his mind when he tried to say that but anyway um, I just bring that up as a one is a cautionary tale two if you're looking for something to read over the break to kind of bring you some I don't know it's 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 painfully funny uh, to, to watch what's happening but anyway I had a colleague one time tell me that it takes a village and relationships matter. (laughs) 
So just keep that in mind. <laughs> it does. That- <laughs> it does. Unfortunately, I think South Carolina has some village idiots. They, <laughs> they are uh, really struggling. But, um, you know, I guess at Thanksgiving, it's a time for us to be thankful mm-hmm. and to uh, be thankful of the f- folks who, who do make a difference for us here at GSW and, and uh, remember... Uh, all the all the people here that work here that support us that the, in the community that make this a special place all the folks on, on campus that take care of us and and uh, invest in this university is really important so I hope that uh, all of us will take a moment to do that Thanksgiving's coming up I assume you have big plans for Thanksgiving I will be hosting my family this oh, year wow. I know I'm excited there's pressure with that. there's pressure but I will not be cooking the turkey so <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pop the Kraft macaroni and cheese or okay. something on the stove, but I, I'm excited to host my family this well, year. Well, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. How many How many will that entail? Uh, Fifteen. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty good crowd. But we have a new baby, so oh, I'm excited nice. to spend time with my, my new niece. That'll so be great. It, it will be a great, a great chance to spend some time together. Okay, so of all of the Thanksgiving stuff, mm-hmm. what's your favorite? Ooh, the dressing. Really? Mm-hmm. Stuffing or dressing? Dressing. Okay. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but that's all right. Uh, I'm I, a, what about pecan pie? Pecan pie? Yeah, did I say it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that's mine. Oh, I, I love a good pecan pie. Yeah, me too. Who knows how to appropriately say it? I, yeah. I I prefer if you'd make the pecan pie without the pecans. Mm. I just really like the gooey stuff <laughs> underneath, <laughs> but that's hard to do. But it can be done, I mm-hmm. think. Well, I hope you enjoy uh, your Thanksgiving and being time with your family. That sounds like a lot of fun and and uh, best of luck in uh, getting your dressing to come out just the way you like it. I uh, want to. Uh, wish everybody uh, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy the time uh, with your family, your loved ones. And uh, remember, don't waste these days. This is a great opportunity to be prepared so that when we come back, uh, we can have a great couple of weeks and you can ace all those finals and go home for uh, the winter break and Christmas celebration uh, with a good mood and excited about your college experience. So enjoy the holiday and we'll see everybody back here uh, following Thanksgiving.